0: Welcome to the Second is for Everyone podcast. We welcome all people, regardless of race, gender, political party, sexual orientation, or background, to learn about your Second Amendment civil rights and the many facets of firearms ownership. Before we get the show started, uh, let me go ahead and tell you I did two intros. One the first week of november right after the elections about three days after the elections on november 7th i did the first intro and because so many things went crazy uh, nothing there was just a lot happening and again if you know about my show i don't like talking about something the minute it happens because we don't have all the information people go off half cocked people um end up falling for the okie doke and overreacting so i don't jump right out there so i waited and now the rest of the episode was done the first week of 2021 so i'd like to say happy new year to you guys and yes this episode has two intros please enjoy the show and let me know what you think of it by email tony at diversity shoot.com and i'll get your emails and please Leave a review on iTunes, Spotify. There's very various ways of leaving reviews for the podcast. And if they're good, I'll read them. And if they're bad, I'll read them. <laughs> Alright, talk to you later. Please enjoy the show. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 78. Of the second is for everyone podcast. This one's entitled join the resistance. So it is November 7th. We still don't know who the president of the United States, excuse me, the president elect of the United States is. Uh, They don't know whether Biden won or not right now. There's nothing beneficial as of this date. Um, I kind of backed off because I noticed after Wednesday A lot of people on my feed were really nasty because I guess they're so emotionally attached to whether Trump won or not that they can't be nice to people that voted differently than them. I mean, it really almost they might as well put on a vagina hat, sit in the middle of the street and start screaming because that's what I'm noticing. It's like if Trump lost, move on with it. And maybe you should start advocating like some of the loudest voices of people that are YouTubers that own channels that have done very little advocacy work. Some of them. Um, Here's the thing. If Trump wins, this is the difference it makes to me as a guy that's been in second amendment advocacy since 2012. That means my fight continues. Now, me hoping for a Trump win means my fight only continues on the state level. With Biden win, winning, if he won, that means the fight goes to the federal level. But I've been writing my senators the entire time. I've been emailing my congresspeople the entire time. <clears throat> so nothing changes for me. What changes for you? If you haven't been involved in advocacy, what were you waiting for? The time is now, regardless of who wins this election on the presidential level, the Republicans won the Senate, the Democrats won the Congress. So that's still split. And we're going to have to get on the ball and actually start doing our civic duty, which is fighting for our civil rights. That has to happen. Regardless of who's in the White House, that has to happen. We have to fight for our civil rights every generation. It gets on my nerves when I watch some YouTube channels that have a lot of subscribers say they don't want to get involved in the politics of the Second Amendment. Understand that if you own a firearm, firearms ownership is an ideology. You believe a certain set of things to own a firearm for the most part. Either you believe you have a right to own it, You believe you have a right to defend your loved ones with it. And if you don't believe any of that, then that's on you. But I'm thinking that takes care of a majority of the people. Now, protect yourself against a person or a thing makes no difference. So you're already in the political realm just by owning the item. What's stopping you from fighting for that right That's a lot of what I'm seeing. And meanwhile, nothing has changed. Nobody has rested. I'm checking out Firearms Policy Coalition and what they've done this week since the 2nd of November. Uh... Bennett versus Davis, federal lawsuit challenging New Jersey's laws that prevent individuals from carrying a loaded handgun outside of the home for self-defense and the regulations as they relate to the application for the issuance of carry permits. That's Alexander Rubian over at uh, uh, New Jersey Second Amendment Society and um, Second Amendment Foundation, along with Firearms Policy Coalition. Uh, put into work on November 2nd, filing that lawsuit against shady New Jersey practices to stop us from having a freaking carry permit. Yeah, Jersey is one of those things that um, the government itself decides whether or not you can have a carry permit. And for the most part, the answer is no. And the answer is no, because you have to have a justifiable need. And the government itself gets to tell you whether that need justifies you having a carry permit. And again, the answer is no. There are, I know less than 2,000, and I've heard the number 1,500 is the number of carry permits in the state because the government says, no, you don't have a reason and being in fear of your life or New Jersey's crime rates or the fact that on election day, New Jersey released 2,300 inmates out of prison in one day, early. Yeah, people with no place to go and very little money And a prison record just got cut loose by the system that was taking care of them. Good luck with that, guys. Oh, you don't have a carry permit, so you can't legally carry your handgun out of your house and forget about it with a rifle. Hope everything works out all right with you. This is why it's important to become an advocate. On November 4th, Firearms Policy Coalition uh, filed a federal lawsuit, Greco versus the city of New York. Challenging the laws to prevent individuals from carrying a loaded handgun in their, on their person in self-defense in New York City. November fifth. Miller versus, Berciera. Anyway, that's the magazine ban, in California, in the United States District Court for the Southern District of California. They've been busy. November sixth. United States District Court for the Western District of Louisiana, another lawsuit filed by FPC, challenging the federal ban on the sale of handguns and handgun ammunition by FFLs to adults under 21. There are people out there in the fight, regardless of who's president, these fights have to be fought. Get it out of your system. You wanna be angry because Trump lost? Get it out of your system, and then go and join an FPC. Send them a donation. Right now, if you join, um, you can get in on a pistol giveaway. They're giving away a CZ-75 Ramy, which is a small semi-auto. I think it holds 10 rounds, 9mm. Hey, you could win that. Awesome sauce. My whole thing about joining the resistance is this. The time to sit on your butt. And let somebody else do the heavy lifting is over. Get in the fight. I'll be back with legislation. Oh, hold on. Oh, I want to talk about what else happened. All right. I got that out of my system. I do apologize, but it needs to be said. But what's going on is... Oh, what's coming up is I got this news this week. Smith & Wesson is actually going to have a rep, a, a factory rep... At the next diversity shoot, which takes place on November 19th. So I don't know this factory rep like I knew Jim from SIG, but hopefully they bring some really cool guns for us to check out. That's one thing. And another thing is I got contacted by Sarah from Hold My Guns, and she said a documentary filmmaker contacted her about her work with the Second Amendment. And ask her, does she know anyone that knows new gun owners and a way to contact them? And she contacted me and I told her to invite these people to the next diversity shoot. So at the November 19th event, we're going to have a rep from Smith & Wesson, if everything works out right. And we're also going to have a documentary maker um, that's going to be there too, questioning people about, Owning firearms, I'm assuming. I have no idea what they're going to do. Maybe they'll just participate in the diversity shoot itself. But I think that's going to be cool because it gives us a chance to speak and be seen. Will they do a fair job? Hey, I don't know. But exposure is exposure. And letting other people see what normal people look like that own firearms is a good thing. You normalize gun ownership. That's what we're trying to do. That's why we believe the second is for everyone, and by that we actually mean everyone. All right, I'll be back. We'll talk about some legislation. Welcome to the podcast episode seventy eight Join the Resistance. people been asking, "Am I back?" I'm starting to think, "Yeah, yeah, I'm back. <laughs> welcome to the second is for everyone podcast i haven't been talking to you guys since the november election and there are lots of reasons why um one of them is frustration at a lot of things not the election but people's reaction to the election a lot of pro-gun people were really nasty to anyone who wasn't pro-gun and voted for donald trump If you voted third party, you somehow were a traitor. If you voted for Biden, not only were you a traitor, you probably suffer from brain damage. Uh, I don't don't think that helps if you vote for Biden and you're pro-gun because, well, really, he's not. He's proven it and he has a track record that he's proven it. But everyone doesn't have the same priorities when it comes to the Second Amendment as I do. I see the Second Amendment as a civil right, just like the freedom of speech, the freedom to assemble and practice your religion. All of that, to me, is a civil right that shouldn't be given up and shouldn't be compromised on. But I will not attack someone over that. I will not attack someone because they don't agree 100% with me. Sooner or later, either they will or they won't. But what we have noticed in 2020 is a lot of people that were anti-gun or on the fence ran out and purchased a gun when times got hard. Oh, by the way, happy new year everyone. 2021 is here. Nothing changed at midnight. Your government is still overreaching in many districts and locales and states and counties. They're still keeping businesses closed. Uh, The fight for your second amendment right is still going on. The ATF is still trying to get rid of pistol braces or excuse me. They sent a letter uh, for clarification about pistol braces. Uh, They still went to polymer 80 and, and shut down them from sending all the parts to build a gun in one box that has really happened. Nothing has changed. The ATF is still doing ATF stuff. To, uh, tomorrow, January 4th is the last day you can send a letter uh, to about the ATF uh, to the federal, darn. Anyway, to the Fed. I had it up on my page for a while. I took it down. Um, send a letter. Participate. The name of this episode is Join the Resistance. The time for sitting on your butt and doing nothing is gone. The time for you thinking someone else is going to do it is gone. I'm sitting here watching people get upset because they purchased Black Rifle Coffee and Black Rifle Coffee uh, didn't endorse a picture that was taken of... uh, uh, Geez, wow. Why did every... Kenosha Kid kyle rittenhouse uh he had a black rifle coffee shirt on black rifle coffee tried to distance themselves away because someone put one of their uh discount codes pitcher pitcher as if kyle rittenhouse was somehow sponsored by black rifle coffee in their distancing from that situation they really showed their true colors in my opinion because it's not that they didn't support Something that truly, in some form, is controversial. Again, even I I posted about how I think Kyle Rittenhouse should not have been where he was, but more than likely when I was his age, up until probably a few years ago, I would have done the exact same thing Kyle Rittenhouse did. But now, older, more, uh, hopefully wiser, um, I would step back from that. But what Black Rifle Coffee did was go beyond that and make other statements about how they don't support anything. Meanwhile, uh, any, any political stance or cause, however the heck they put it, what they said was contradictory to actions they took maybe four or five uh, social media posts earlier. So my thing is, if you support the Second Amendment, actually support Second Amendment groups don't support something because you think they're pro-Second Amendment. Like, if the reason you bought Black Rifle Coffee is because you felt Matt Best and his partners were pro-2A, then you should just buy regular dang coffee and spend that difference on Firearms Policy Coalition, Uh, the National Rifle Association's Institute for Legislative Action, people that actually do work, um CNJFO send money to Maj Touré Kevin Dixie, myself people that actually put in 2A work do not depend on celebrities and businesses regardless if they're firearms businesses, firearms accessories or firearms related do not assume these people are pro 2A they may just be business people and they'll do whatever it is they need to do to maintain their businesses they don't want to take a hit they don't want to offend somebody um and some of them just really they have no moral ground they they really have no morals they possess none they just do what they have to do hey that's up to you if that's your corporate culture just to do it for the dollar then that's your corporate culture it's just not a culture i have to support All right, so let me see. We talked about Kyle Rittenhouse, Black Rifle Coffee. Talked about the braces, Polymer 80. Oh, well, I don't want to... It's too late. I'm kind of rambling because I'm bouncing between things that bothered me between November and December and our reaction as an industry, as a community, and as a culture. I've watched a bunch of YouTubers all of a sudden want to be political. It's funny because I've been watching YouTube since when? Uh, 2010 maybe? Maybe earlier? I don't know. Um, And I've been following a lot of these people and I have a channel for years. And many of your pro-gun guys who are now all of a sudden uh, pro-gun and making an effort to be part of 2A advocacy. What took you so long, Chief? What, What took them so long? Because before, the word was, they didn't want to get involved in 2A advocacy because they were worried about losing viewers. Now all of a sudden, it's cool. From the Obama administration to even this administration and some of the silly things Trump has said, I don't like suppressors uh, and <laughs> guns first and then due process. They didn't say anything through all that, but now they're woke okay welcome to the party pal put in some work stop running around using hyperbole like oh my god polymer 80 got raided polymer 80 had some people show up and a letter presented to them they didn't get shut down Oh, they sent someone to someone's house and they seized this guy's polymer aid. It's been over a month and no one knows the name of this person who had their gun seized at all. Because it came from a social Said on social media their guns were seized. Get the flock out of here. The sky isn't falling all the time. We have over 5 million gun owners out there that may be in some of these groups maybe watching some of these videos and maybe discovering a lot of these two all of a sudden these suddenly two a advocates that are YouTubers that are using hyperbole and and shock value to get you to watch their videos and what they're saying aren't isn't true i've been listening to people scream about biden And the ATF and all, you know, Biden's not the president, right? The ATF still falls under the executive branch. Trump still runs the executive branch. The ATF is not a rogue. If Trump wanted to control the ATF, Trump could actually have somebody appointed as the head of the ATF or replace the temporary head they have now. The lady who's running the ATF is not permanent there. So again... Stop buying into the hyperbole. Uh, Trump is still president and he's doing nothing about the ATF um, and their silly latest overreach. You want to make a difference. You have to join the resistance. You have to uh, use some wisdom. You have to not be just a headline reader. You're not supposed to panic and scream the sky is falling every time there's an announcement. Why? Why? Because what happens is the 5 million new gun owners who are listening to you panic but not seeing anything actually happen are going to stop believing you because you become Chicken Little, always screaming the sky is falling. All right, we'll get into the show. I'll talk to you later. hey welcome back we're in the legislation in episode 78 join the resistance right now i'm going to talk to you about the federal register and the comment section you can leave about the braces and the atf um by the time you hear this this is all over with over and done with or, or today's the last day that you can send a letter Yeah, because right now I'm looking at it. I have the page. They have 73,536 public comments. Now, what was it, a week ago or two weeks ago? They had 44,000 comments. So people are out there and people are making comments. This is part of your duty as a citizen, I feel, is when you see some legislation coming down or something that's happening that you don't agree with, Stand up, be heard. These are individual letters these are excuse me, these are supposed to be individuals. This is not cut and paste um this is how people feel, and most people aren't down with what's going on now, some are confused like what's going on? What is the a t f making illegal the a t f according to some is just clarifying. What's legal and what's not legal when it comes to pistol braces on i mean let's be truthful it's about a r fifteen pistols and the fact that people are using them as short barrel rifles <clears throat> and and that's what the even advertising to the point of uh and this is accessory makers advertising this is almost as as a rifle, and they're upset about it because. Uh, the ATF wants you to actually register your sh- short barrel rifles. And uh, this is a way to... The ATF is willing to allow you to register your AR-15 pistol with a, a, a brace as an SBR. Without charging you the $200. And some people are like, oh, that's a good thing. It amazes me the number of people that think somehow any of this is a good thing. It's not. There are a number of people out there that don't live in states where everything is a trap. See, I live in New Jersey, where we're used to being kicked in the jimmy over everything firearms-related. We know they would ban everything we own and everything we do and seize it. And come to our house and take it if they can. Because we don't have a second amendment in this state. The ATF is not a pro-gun organization. They are not apolitical. Here's the thing. The ATF with the pistol brace have gone from Look, you put a pistol brace on your thing. We approve the pistol brace. If you misuse the pistol brace by sticking it to your shoulder and shoot it, that does not redesign the firearm. That does not change what it is. They've gone from that to now talking about intent. No, it's still a pistol. That's still a brace. To purchase the pistol, I still had to go through the same background check as I would to get a short barrel rifle or a short barrel shotgun, or any other weapon. So what's one more background check doing except getting my gun registered? Stop believing the silly crap that they're here to help. They are not here to help. There is no one in the government that really gives... Okay, I'm sorry, I made a totally... uh, I had to stop myself. I hate making statements that are just like over the top and absolute. So when I said there is no one in the government, I totally meant there's no one in the government that wants you to have your second amendment rights, dude. Let me explain. My stance on second amendment is this. Hey, I just bought a belt fed and Amazon dropped it off on my front porch. That's what I'm good with. There is very few people in the government that agree with that at all. And they definitely don't work for the ATF. This is about setting us up to have them be able to dictate to us. Because as you read this letter, you find out, well, they want to be able to say what accessories you can have on a pistol with a brace. They want to say what caliber you can have a pistol with a brace. But they leave it vague. They don't say what caliber it will be. They don't, oh, they want to limit the amount of rounds in your magazine if you're using a pistol with a brace. Because with certain amount, with, with a certain capacity magazine, it's too heavy to use with one arm. They they keep it vague, but they don't tell you what it is. <clears throat> I live in Jersey. Vagueness means they're going to enforce it however they want to enforce it. They will use vagueness to intimidate you. It's not all good. Everything they want is a no. That's what this should be. Anything they want, the answer is no. Because it's this simple. The reason I have a pistol brace is because you charge a $200 tax stamp. A $200 tax stamp, another background check, and now I can't cross state lines to go from one state to the other without getting permission or at least letting the ATF know that I'll be going... from New Jersey to Pennsylvania with my short barrel rifle. That's why I don't want to do it. Hold on a second. (coughs) But here's something else. Because I live in New Jersey, New Jersey doesn't allow me to own a short barrel rifle anyway. I can't even have an AR pistol in New Jersey unless it weighs less than 52 ounces and it doesn't have a handguard, or any way to hold it, so the barrel has to be bare. So see, I can't have any of that. But what I can have is a short barrel firearm, which is a conglomeration of something like an AR-15. The SBF is actually um, a gun that um, Modern Material makes here in Jersey. Troy, they also make one. And pretty much is an AR pistol, has a pistol brace, has a barrel length of between 12, 12 and a half inches, and has a vertical foregrip because it is not a pistol, it is not a rifle, it is somewhere in between, and is not any other weapon. See, that's the only thing I can legally have in this state that comes kind of close to that. Now, I don't own or, or that or anything else. Matter of fact, yesterday I just got two uh, two pistol braces to give away. I got them in. Just to give them away to push back against this ridiculous proposed letter. Join the resistance. Fight all of these people. Do not allow them to have anything. This, an AR pistol, is exactly that. An AR pistol, regardless how I use the gun. If you got a revolver and set the revolver on top of your head and that's how you shot your revolver while it's sitting on top of your head, it doesn't make it a hat. This is ridiculous. The reason you have, uh, the many people have a brace, many people, not handicapped people who have the brace for the purpose. They have it because it allows the firearm to be more maneuverable. It allows the firearm to be less weight because, again, it has less barrel Um, it helps when you're fighting inside a house or if you're going to use it as a defensive tool, it takes up less room as a truck gun. And you know what else it does? Looks freaking cool. A lot of these builds with the short barrels look cool. Now you're trying to make that into something illegal for no other purpose than a short barrel rifles is illegal. And this is being used as a short barrel rifle. So this should be illegal too. No, this is, this is really a bad version of a short barrel rifle. That stock on your AR pistol or SBF isn't as sturdy as a stock. To say it's the same thing is to say walking on crutches is just as good as walking on your legs. No, it's not. I'd rather have a not a broken leg and, 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 and walk on two feet. The brace is a crutch. The brace does not make this a rifle. It's not as effective. A short barrel, excuse me, an AR pistol with a brace is not as effective as a short barrel rifle that's an AR. Nothing about it changed. And what they're trying to do is dictate which accessories you can use, what your round capacity could be, and probably even the fact that you can use it with one hand. Uh, 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 you have to use it with two hands. Or you can use it with two hands. Do not trust the government to help you out when it comes to your Second Amendment rights. All right. I'm rambling. I hope I made my point. I'll talk to you in the next section. This is the end of legislation. Hey join the resistance welcome back episode 78 this is join the resistance and we're into the mad minute let's talk about something that's happening right now online or just any purchase ammo is very expensive Firearms are very expensive. I just got off of Guns America looking at Glock 19s, Gen 3s, and they're around $600, which is insane. Because last year, this time, those same firearms were $300. So the price has gone up because demand has gone up. That's fine. Companies can usually charge what they want within reason. And then there's Cheaper Than Dirt. If you don't know who Cheaper Than Dirt is, Cheaper Than Dirt is based in Texas. They sell things online. I first discovered them, wow, 10 years ago, maybe more. And they had some really good prices on things until you got to the part about shipping. And that's when they would hit you with steep shipping costs. So I never purchased anything from them because i just didn't i'd rather spend a hundred dollars with someone else and get free shipping than spend let's say seventy dollars on a, seventy dollars on a product and thirty dollars on shipping from cheaper than dirt I mean it was just some ridiculous thing <clears throat> so I never bought from them then two thousand and twelve and Sandy Hook happened. <coughs> And that was the first time I noticed Cheaper Than Dirt dead dirt. Um, a friend of mine ordered uh, had, had, a, had a large order with Cheaper Than Dirt. Uh, when he buys accessories, ammo, he makes large orders. And as part of the large order of ammo he bought, he also purchased 10 Magpul magazines for $99. It was a package deal. Uh, a package of 10 Magpul mags, 99 bucks. Sandy Hook happened. All of a sudden, people were wondering what was going to happen, what new legislation was going to come down the pike. Almost immediately, cheaper than dirt jacked their prices up. They sent my friend an email saying that the stuff that he had on back order was no longer available. Here's your money back. Two minutes later, an email came through saying, Hey, we have Magpul and P Mags uh, on sale. For nine hundred dollars, for ten magazines. Now, how did two minutes earlier you didn't have the ten mags for nine uh, for ninety nine dollars, but now you have those same magazines for nine hundred dollars? It was that kind of scumbaggery that turned me against cheaper than dirt. Uh, cheap and dirt pulled all of their uh, ARs and all their semi-automatic rifles at that time after Sandy Hook, and uh, then jacked up the prices through the roof. Well, they're at it again. And this time, the Texas Attorney General did something about it. Texas Attorney, people say, well, can a company take advantage of, you know, supply and demand and, and charge what they want? Well, yeah, in most cases. But in this case, the Attorney General agreed that the price hikes on ammo identified as a necessity by the state violated Texas Business and Commerce Code. (coughs) <coughs> which is partly designed to protect consumers during emergency and disaster situations. They jack their price up so ridiculously high to like a dollar thirty cent a round for some of the cheapest <coughs> self defense ammo out there. Something that was like, uh, here is a price right here: fifty dollars a box for Winchester White Box nine millimeter. 124 grain NATO. It's a 50 round box, right? They charge $64.89. That's thirty a round for full metal jacket training ammo. That's over a dollar a round more expensive than it was before. It's not like that on anybody else's site. Only on Cheaper Than Dirt. <coughs> well, people go, well, you can buy what you want. If it's not on anyone else's site and they're the only one that have it, no, they're gouging. If it's on everyone else's site for, let's say, everyone else's website for a a dollar a round. Let's say the price has gone up threefold because of availability. Now they're charging a dollar thirty a round. You have no choice but to buy theirs. Yes, they're gouging. Whatever, dude. You can buy from who you want, but understand every 2A company, excuse me, every company that's in the firearms industry is not pro 2A. They're not about getting this ammo into people's hands that need them. People who've purchased guns and don't have ammo to actually practice and train to defend their lives. They'd rather go for the dollars. And I'm sorry, but throughout American history... We've done something about that. We've done it in wartime, and we've done it during emergencies from tornadoes to hurricanes to just anything else. If you get caught price gouging, we have consumer protections in effect that handles that. Do I say do a cancel, cancel culture on cheaper than dirt and never buy anything from them again and just get rid of them? I've never bought anything from them in the first place. I can't call for you to boycott. Something that you may or may not use. But understand, giving scumbags your money, knowingly giving scumbags your money, that's up to you. When you don't have to give them your money. Stop waiting for other people to do things and do it yourself. If you think what they're doing is wrong, don't ever give them your money. Tell your friends, hey, this is what these people do. What you do is up to you. I won't purchase Springfield Armory products. Why? Because I feel that when they tried to cut a deal behind the backs of other firearms licensed dealers in Illinois a few years ago and get a workaround why everyone else would have had to deal with gun control, but they would have gotten a buy, I think that was a scumbag move. I don't want to have anything to do with them or Rock River because Rock River was in with, um, with him. Um, surefire surefire donated $10,000 to Senator Dianne Feinstein's campaign. I'm not giving surefire any of my money. If you ask, I will tell you why I won't give surefire my money or Springfield Armory my money or cheaper than dirt. My money, you do what you want to. All right. That was mad minute. Some companies suck. You can give them your money or not. And sometimes they have to pay for it. These guys are going to have to cut a $400,000 check to multiple customers for price gouging. Oh, by the way, they charge $3,000 for a Scorpion Evo on Cheaper Than Dirt. That's a sub $1,000 gun. But hey, they can do what they want, right? (laughs) All right, guys. See you in the next segment. Welcome back. We're about to go into gear whore. And what better gun to talk about in gear whore, especially a gear whore named Join the Resistance, than a firearm that we all saw in Red Dawn. I'm talking about the CZ-75 Pre-B model. This was actually a gun run by um, airborne officer, Soviet airborne officer. You can see it in the beginning. Cool pistol. actually have two of them i picked them up as uh trade-in uh police trade-ins from israel so for a long time i thought this was a first model and then i was checking some stuff out and realized it isn't um this is actually pre-b's and another reason i'm talking about it in this episode is because it's a police trade-in right now it's the first week of 2021 but pretty much throughout twenty twenty, it's been hard to get all the guns, um, especially new manufactured firearms, because everyone's buying a gun. Here's the bad thing about everyone's buying a gun, and ammo, uh, the ammunition shortage. Throw the, both those things together, we've been we've been having recalls with some manufacturers because. Quality control has dropped because they're sending out everything they produce. If you have lines running, assembly lines running, manufacturing running, and you don't build every part to your firearm, you may have some vendors, outside vendors that provide parts for you that are subpar. That's what happened with Smith & Wesson uh, when they just had their recall On their uh, M&P Shield EZs. Uh, They had a recall because the hammers were cracking. The cool thing about police trade-ins. Older firearms that happened before this rush. Is you don't have that quality control problem. Especially when you go with something that's a classic. Like this CZ-75. This Pre-B CZ-75. Alright, what is a CZ-75 Pre-B model? Or let's just roll with. CZ-75s CZ-75s were developed in the Czechoslovakia in Czechoslovakia Um, they are a combination or have features that are a combination of two really great uh, combat pistols classic combat pistols one is the high power from Browning which was adopted in 1935 and was used by nations all across the world Uh, It was actually used by both sides during the Second World War. And that was from 1935. And then another uh, handgun that it takes from is the SIG P210 semi-automatic 9mm pistol. And that was actually developed for the Swiss military. And um, it has the honor of being probably one of the most expensive well-made military issue handguns ever so what the checks did is they have these two features incorporated one of the features incorporated in this is um how the slide itself the part that moves back and forth on the top of the gun isn't on the outside of the frame it's incorporated on the inside of the frame. Maybe I'm getting into the weeds, but when it's incorporated on the inside of the frame, the entire slide comes in contact with the lower part of the pistol. So it's inherently more accurate than other handguns. And it has the Browning locking system, so it's that classic system that worked in the Browning since 1935. So it's a very accurate handgun. I actually took my pistol out to uh, a Rob Pincus class, and I think we ran 250, 300 rounds through it that day. Or I think it was supposed to be a 500-round count day. We got close, but we didn't get all the way to 500 rounds that day. I had a lot of fun shooting it. It did some weird thing where it didn't eject once, but that was the only problem I had with it. This particular firearm is double action. You load the magazine, you insert it, you rack the slide. Here's the crazy thing the hammer stays back like a Browning High Power, like a Colt 1911, which are all single action. And then you boom, flip the switch up, the safety, and you can can carry it cocked and locked. That means all you have to do is take the safety off, and you have a really comparatively light trigger pull. Unlike double action guns, which when you pull a double action trigger, you're cocking the hammer back. So you're pulling the hammer back and releasing the hammer with that single trigger pull. With a single action trigger pull, the hammer is already back. And when you take the safety off, all you have is a lighter trigger pull because you're only um, initiating one action, which is releasing the hammer. I hope that helped out if no one knows what I'm talking about. But that's the cool thing about this pistol very uh good inherent accuracy now (laughs) to put it in double action mode you have to do something that today is looked at as very dangerous and unsafe but that was the way the guns ran back then is you take the safety off on a loaded gun that has the hammer cock back and then you hook your finger on the hammer and pull the trigger while lowering the hammer Me personally, I put my finger between the hammer and the back of the gun. And when I pull the trigger, I can just slide my finger out after the hammer hits it. It loses all inertia. And now I have a loaded gun. There's double action. And I don't have to run the safety. This is older. Um, Would I recommend it? Yeah, it's still a duty pistol. It's just that's how the duty pistol back then worked. Um, Carry it cocked and locked. If you don't feel comfortable cocked and locked, well, that's the way you do it. If you don't want to do it that way, don't get this gun. There are other guns out there. But what I like about this is, this classic, is an Israeli trade-in, police trade-in. I like surplus guns because they have a story that someone depended on this gun for a really long time. One of the ones I have was actually made in 19, I think it was, uh, 89. And, um, it served, it served its country. I don't care about your politics, so I don't even want to hear it. Uh, but it served. Which which year? Because I'm having this one right here, 1987. <clears throat> so I have one from 1987, and one from 1990. Fun pistols, very ergonomic pistols, easy to shoot. Um, did not cost a lot of money at the time I picked this up, maybe three or four years ago, uh, for like $230 heck of a deal um really enjoy shooting these and i would recommend them if you can't find something else or you want a bedside pistol it's a little heavy because it's an all-metal pistol so it's a little heavy compared to a polymer handgun but it still works it does everything it's supposed to do it has old school fixed military sights and uh very very accurate handgun (laughs) i um I like shooting small groups. It's relaxing to me. I I get them down, and I want to see how tight I can shoot a group. At 25 yards, I've stacked all of these into the 10 ring, uh, five-round groups. Just bang, 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 and they overlap. They cloverleaf. I can't believe how accurate this firearm is. And again, old-school magazines. You have to be careful with the magazines because they don't take the same magazines (coughs) as current. CZ-75s, you have to be careful, you have to make sure the mags you get actually run in this. But they're still available, and again, this is a Soviet-era pistol, a Warsaw Pack era pistol, pistol. still works, and I can't recommend them enough just for the fun factor. So if you want to check out something unique and you see one out there, um, pick it up. Some people were just picking up anything. I say you pick up the older pistols because of the quality. There wasn't a rush on them to get made. Um, CZs are well known for their quality. And again, just a fun gun. CZ 75 pre b Fun gun to shoot. Only pain in the butt for me is I live in Jersey. So I had to get rid of my magazines that came with it. Um... So right now I'm looking for 10 rounders. I really didn't want to take my original magazines. Listen, when sanity comes back or when the state finally loses a lawsuit over the unconstitutionality of magazine limitations, I'll get my mags back. I'll have them mail back to me. But until then, these are just uh, a fun gun for me to practice my double action trigger pull. Because if you can shoot double action, you can shoot anything else. So I practice with these a lot. By just getting my trigger pull squ- my trigger pull down without moving my front sights. I-, I use this as a training gun when I dry fire it. Fun gun. Can't recommend it enough. CZ75 Pre-B is the gun from Gear Alright. Talk to you soon. Welcome to episode 78, we're going into gun culture right now, um, my mind is blown. Got really busy this week and could not complete the entire episode in one take, so it's a couple of days later, it is now after January 6th, when the world just went all cattywampus on us, and um... Um, well, a bunch of Trump supporters ran up in the Senate. Um Someone was killed, supposedly, police officers were hurt. Really vague, questionable, weird stuff has happened um which is, you know, breaking news, breaking news um youtubers were falling all over themselves report stuff they were showing live feeds from people's uh social media and then of course the media was just spinning and spinning and spinning hey got a question for you anybody else get whiplash watching the left and right chain sides immediately no nah? You know, people that were screaming that if you have insurance, don't worry about your friggin' place being destroyed. And it was okay for people to loot and attack government buildings. That was okay. Um, watching uh, Democratic leadership run around talking about this nation needs revolution and we need riots in the streets. Um, did you listen to gun owners talking about those people need to be persecuted? Those people need to be shot in the face? And then just watch both of them switch sides when the, I guess, political leanings of the protesters switch sides. And they started saying the exact same thing the other side said. And here's the most amazing part to me. The both sides that are screaming at each other were protesting the same government mind-blowing isn't it it's like somebody telling you the entire movie of indiana jones is useless because if indiana jones would have just stayed home and got his hair cut that first movie would have ended the same way regardless of him showing up or not the same exact thing happened to me as i'm watching people change their position try to say how they didn't break as much stuff in the capital as others Both sides not realizing a third or more party showed up and hijacked their legitimate protest and helped turn it into something so their entire message was lost. Crazy how that worked. So, I have a question. Who do you think was behind it? Think about this. It is the greatest sleight of hand. I've taken a step back because I've been saying for a really long time, and and a lot of you have too, that we've been manipulated to be at each other's throats while the people who are doing the most damage to this country, who are robbing us blind, are sitting back counting the money and laughing their butts off. And this whole thing, again, puts the example right out in front of us. And yet, when you point it out, you still get attacked by people from both sides. Oh my goodness, I can't believe you think what they did was okay in the Capitol. Oh, I can't believe you're taking the side of the anarchists. No, I'm taking the side of someone that told you the government is your enemy. And if you knew your history, you know this wouldn't be the first time they did something like this. They've infiltrated organizations for a really, really long time. And I have no idea why you're completely polaxed by this. The media is hilarious because they seem to forget that they were running around interviewing members of uh, the democratic party that were saying this kind of thing was good. And now that very same media is putting up pictures of people going, have you seen this person? They broke into the Capitol building. let me explain something to you and why I tell you to join the resistance. Become part of the movement. Get politically active. This, what you saw, was hijinks. The real people were outside. The real people were protesting. And there's always extremists at every protest. And opportunist, And there's manipulators. And there are people that want to run a message. What you don't see historically, and I only stumbled across it, is this has happened at protest, even during Martin Luther King Jr.'s time. There were looters, there were people taking advantage of stuff, and they were put up to it, some of them, by the FBI and other entities. Oh, Tony, you're just, stop, stop, just stop. Trump supporters are going to have to eat all of this that just happened in D.C., just like everybody that went to a George Floyd rally or a Breonna Taylor uh, protest, a George Floyd protest, even a defund the police protest and stuff went violent and all of them had to eat it as if those people were behind it. Trump supporters are going to have to eat this. Nom, 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 nom. People are blaming you for something that you didn't do and you don't support, but they're painting you with that broad brush. Walking what lots of other people suffered through all summer long. Reason it annoys me a little bit because my sister was one of the people protesting the murder of George Floyd. But my sister gets called names online because she actually went to the nation's capital and peacefully protested. And she got painted with the same broad brush. Yeah, life's not fair. Now, you want to start thinking before you start calling people names, because it doesn't feel good when the shoe's on the other foot. I'm sorry if I seem preachy, but this is fresh, and this is kind of one of the reasons I give it like a week or two before I talk about a fresh topic. So if I offended some of you or you feel I'm talking down to you, I do apologize. If you're arguing back with your speakers right now that you're different and this was different... You're falling for the manipulation. The people have you thinking somehow when you protested the government and government action and the government, what you feel is the government stealing your vote and manipulating the populace. When you're protesting that government in Washington, D.C., these people have got you thinking you're totally different than people this summer that was protesting in Washington, D.C., the very same government and the government overreach. The very same thing, and they have you thinking you are diametrically opposed to each other when you both are complaining about the same government. That's how they've gotten into your head and have you thinking you're on separate teams. Democrat, Republican, same, same. Blood-sucking politicians that have stolen your money, that put together a stimulus bill and send hundreds of millions of hundreds of millions of dollars to other countries that eventually, eventually trickle back to them and then give you $600 and say, go buy something from the dollar store. They're the same political parties that want to maintain the status quo. They don't want anything to change. 17 years I've worked, not 17, I'm sorry, 15 years I've worked in polling places. And I can tell you right now, everything is not on the up and up when you vote. A lot of stuff is questionable and things they can put in place, like something as simple as requiring identification to vote. Oh, that's putting a financial burden. If you can send $10 million to Pakistan, you can get a poor person an ID for free. Having an identification that just says you are who you say you are should cost $0. I'm done. There's enough government handouts that they take our money and send them elsewhere that eventually comes back, obviously, to us. Uh, Excuse me, our politicians. I don't want to hear it working in the election polls. I see people who I go, I don't remember ever seeing this person before. And I've worked here for almost two decades. Most of the residents I know by face, even the ones that only vote in presidential elections, I recognize many of the people and it would really be, and when their signature doesn't really match the one in the book, But all of this is subjective. And if I brought it up, um, it could be a problem. So anyway, my head's spinning right now. I'm probably just going to put music between the sections and get this thing out because it's been delayed a lot. This is shocking to me that it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be shocking to me. And let me run something past you real quick. I was going to go to Washington, D.C. on January 6th, or at least I was entertaining the thought because I'd heard there was just going to be a protest in front of the ATF. And I was thinking about going. And then I was like, you know what? Protesting in the ATF makes no sense. I promoted sending the letter in, uh, talking about uh, braces and talking about 80 percent polymer 80s like like. Protesting in front of the ATF really that's a long way to drive. That's that's money out of two A four E or even my pocket that nah is not gonna be as effective. But I googled the date because I was still thinking about going and then I saw there were gonna be at least six different protests. Uh there were gonna be some like pro Trump protests in the nation's capital and I was like I'm not going. I'm not going because the amount of foolishness that could happen. And I wasn't thinking of something like busting to the buildings. Uh, I was thinking of um, just idiots attacking members of the crowd or they're attacking, you know, like um, because I've gotten doxed before when I went to an a NRA dinner in New York. They took pictures of my vehicle and they posted it online. <clears throat> so I've had stuff happen. And I just didn't want to be a part of something bigger happening in D.C. So I avoided it. But dude, 2021, if you believe in your Second Amendment rights, you're going to have to do more than talk online. You're going to have to do more than share memes. In one way, I'm kind of relieved that Biden... Harris administration will be in and they're going to be attacking your second amendment rights nationwide. And the reason being a lot of people that went, yeah, I would write a letter to the ATF, but, or yeah, I would donate, but, well, they're going to get off their ass. A lot of your YouTube channels, they won't talk about politics because we might lose followers They might actually do something when they realize that um, they'll become felons if some of the laws that are proposed passed. A whole lot of people may get off their butt, finally, and feel this affects them. 2021 needs to be the time that you get politically active. I'm proud of the 70,000 people that wrote in and said hey ATF get your stuff together Uh, they wrote uh, referring to the uh, pistol braces that's like 70,000 people and as long as you don't think about there's between 80 and 100 million gun owners that sounds like a pretty big number there's a whole bunch of people that didn't do a dang thing look we may not win this fight I have no idea what the future holds. I know nations don't last forever. I know things are cyclical. What goes around comes around. But I do know this, regardless of how it ends, when it comes to the fight for the second amendment, when my fat butt checks off this mortal coil, when I walk into the light, I know I put in work. I know I fought for the right to keep and bear arms. For children, grandchildren of my friends to have the ability to be able to defend themselves against violent crime, a tyrannical government, Terminators, (laughs) whatever's out there, Skynet. I just know I did my part. To make sure we maintain his right. 2021. It's going to make you check yourself. And find out what your line in the sand is. And when you participate in the fight. 2021. It's going to determine whether or not you join the resistance. Thank you for listening to the second Inch for everyone podcast. I'd like to give a shout out to all of those that have fought and are fighting for our second amendment, right? That put in the work that put themselves out there on social media, that donate their money and time. To all those people that have supported Two a four E podcast and the work we do. Thank you for supporting the resistance. Thank you for fighting for these rights. Happy new year. And I wish you all the best of luck. Yay!